G'day listeners and welcome back to another episode of the Keeper League podcast. We're the AFL fantasy podcast that doesn't talk about the superstars. We only talk about the lesser knowns and the players that are going to bring value to your draft and Keeper League teams. My name's Hef and I'm joined by my co-host Kays. How are you going Kays? Very well Hef, how are you? uh, Good thank you. And Dossie, you're here too. I am. Yep. You're very calm today in the intro. Mm. What's going on there? I don't know. Maybe it's because I've got the headphones on for this one. I don't really know. Maybe I can't hear myself like it's quiet. I'm no. hearing myself better. Maybe I don't have to talk as loud. I don't know. It's because he finally decided to actually introduce one by one. Usually he's like, yeah. boys, and he's not sure it's going to come back at I've him. I've been doing that really for a few weeks now. You haven't noticed. Anxiety levels. Maybe just come straight back down. Yeah. I don't know. Guys, welcome back. Yeah, he's back. Yeah. Um, a bit disappointed check is not on because that was a ripper episode last week if you missed it. Yeah, listeners were saying uh, it was the best of the year. Yeah, best. So. I reckon the best Keep League episode ever, they were yeah, saying. I've yeah, I've heard that I've too. Also Specifically heard, because Kays wasn't I've here. also mm. heard them say, imagine if it was Checkers, Kays and someone else. <laughs> so it's up between you two who like, you know, obviously Checkers provides the gold on the Oracle. Still waiting to see what you guys really do. Maybe we would um, have point. to have a torp off to see who could get there. Maybe Checkers would pick the guy who could kick the biggest torp out of the two of us. He was offering a torp. Well, it wouldn't yeah, be you, torp sesh. I don't know about that. Have you seen these uh, legs? I've seen Dossie's little skinny legs. So. <laughs> yeah, I've actually seen Dossie play football. He actually's got a nice little kick on him. Uh, yeah, Not last that. week, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> got the W, though? Got the dubs. Well, I had right to bust there. out the X-Blades, though, because of the weather, so I didn't get to wear the career savers, and that's why I'm blaming on my 20%. Hey, when do you think efficiency? commentators are going to stop talking about long stops in wet weather? On the TV, do you reckon that'll ever be a thing, or is that just like basketball backgrounds? And it's actually you know? one I almost agree with, though, because like <laughs> I'm a person that wears short stops, and like, I, yeah, I do. Ha- you, you do have to change them. That was more so that just every time it's wet, that's all they ever talk about. But anyway, we didn't yeah. get that this weekend. You really can't buy them anywhere. Well, they're legal, mm. aren't they? Oh, like metal ones, metal yeah, ones. but oh, they yeah. make yeah. like longer ones, but oh, okay. it's not easily accessible. Mm. Oh, anyway, well, this is a good start. We're uh, mm. talking shit. Just like we, if anyone listens to the Wave Wire this week <laughs> as well, it's just me and Kay's talking shit, waiting for Dossie to turn up. So um, we've continued on in good form. Welcome, Doss. Yeah. Thanks, mate. <laughs> Appreciate it. Welcome to the studio. And Casey, again, welcome back for this week. Good Thank to have you. you back. Have you got over your loss in the Keeper League, Home League? Yeah, I haven't thought about it much since. Yeah. We right. need, it's, a, it's a loss we needed. So, like, as Simon Goodwin said before the game on the week in which he thought they were going to win, um, you know, it's just a loss. We, you know, we need to bounce back. We're going to – we're galvanised from that. So, yeah, what happens hopefully when I won't lose the week after like yeah. the D's did. But um, <laughs> kind of was channeling my inner, inner goodie. Okay. So, yeah. do you win the flag last year as well? So, you're – no, I haven't. No, so you no, don't compete no. yourself to the days. I've never That's won a flag. No. Anyway. Who would I be like? I don't even know. You'd be like, uh, maybe like before they were shit, like the Crows who just were like mediocre all the time, but never bottoming out, never going up. But now you don't really bottom out like they do. Mm. They bottom out for the first time. Probably more like Port, where I thought I'd win the next three out of five flags, but probably hey, that's just Ken Hinkley. That's not the supporters. We're realistic supporters. All right, just Ken Hinkley thinks that. <laughs> that's why he thinks he deserves a job for even longer. But anyway, um, let's get stuck into it. Dossie, have you picked up your new jocks yet from the post office or what? <laughs> I missed the deadline. <laughs> so what happened? Not joking. I don't know. Actually, <laughs> I think they sent it back. Yeah, now the sponsors are going to like Dossie didn't even want his bloody product. He's going straight back. You probably just cost us a sponsorship here. I, know. Oh. I really, I, I really, you know how. How much I love my jocks as well. Yeah, yeah. I would have wanted them. Just what went um, on, does he just couldn't find time in your busy schedule I'm to not, get to the post office? Yeah, well, I'm a busy man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a busy, busy man. But um, yeah, how many, how many hours did you put into Elden Ring like the last few months? <laughs> post office is <laughs> open between like <laughs> 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. 
<laughs> yeah. Oh, true. That's a different time frame, isn't it? Yeah. That's all right. Uh, yeah, Manscaped are going to be wondering what's going on when the best jocks ever rock up on their oh, door. Like, yeah, no, I think it was today, but I thought it was yesterday. Oh, so, God. Oh, missed it. Good with time management, old Dossie, mm. but that's all right. Um, Sorry, but anyway, if you haven't heard, the, uh, the kings of crush comfort, Manscaped, have spent two years de- um, designing and developing the most comfortable boxer briefs out there. Um, well, I've had the honour of testing them. Kays, did you wrestle yours back from the washing machine a few weeks ago? I did, actually. Got them back. Them. Yeah. yeah. I'm, no, wearing nice. I'm wearing mine right now, actually. Not but they're, they're so breathable. Planned. Gills for your groin. We mentioned that. But yeah, the jewel pouch that's trademarked, it's a serious uh, piece of kit. So yeah, if have, you- how, Now that I don't have them, how can I get my hands on a pair? Well, great, great segue, Dossie. Um, you can head to manscaped.com. And use the code KEEPER20, get 20% off, and free shipping worldwide. And now you can buy your own jocks because you missed the deadlines. I'll have to get on, mate. Doing it <laughs> as we speak. Yeah, do it right by the brand. Uh, make them look like you actually want the jocks. And yeah, that'd be good. All right, stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is getting silly. Let's get into the round. Rewind. All right, first game of the week goes to Dossie Geelong versus Western Bulldogs. Talk us through it, mate. Boy, have we got a good game to talk about here. So not only was it a good uh, game of footy to watch, I finally got a good one there, boys, although the Friday nights have been pretty good to me. It was the jewel of the the year, the, the decade, maybe the century. What are you talking about? Mm. The meeting of two goats. Oh, God. <laughs> Which two? Our listeners are sick of hearing about goats, I swear. Zach Goat 3 and... Oh, God. B-dubs. Bailey, <laughs> Bailey Williams versus the Zote. Oh, it was so nice to see them both on the opposing sides. Well, it would have been nice to see them running out together and, and being teammates there, but... Tell you what, both played extraordinary games as well. So we saw Zach Guthrie ton up case. Our boy. Well, my boy. I don't know. You're a sort Excuse of adoptive me. father, but he's Excuse my boy. Um, look, he was outstanding. Even before Tom Stewart went down, I think he was still getting his hands on the footy. And then Tom Stewart went down, I think it was in the second quarter, maybe. Um, trying to think back, but he got subbed out early and then the Zote just took over, taking that intercept role. He finished with 11 marks, 19 touches, three tackles, just getting the cats over the line by himself mm-hmm. single-handedly. On the other side, the other GOAT battle, Bailey Williams playing wing as he has for the last month. So that's four weeks now in that wing role. And he's, he's order 2G4P. Uh, no, because he hasn't scored over 80 in all those weeks. I thought it was four 80s in a row. Oh, one was a 60, wasn't it? Yeah, the first one was a 60. My but bad. if you remember back to our podcast, Dossie flagged it as a great role change and yeah. to get on. Absolutely. Wind back the tape. I'm not doubting that. No, you guys didn't believe it, though, at the time. You weren't believers. The issue is, Dossie, that you, you talk these guys up too much when they are shit. That we, You're like the boy who cried wolf, really. And it's like <laughs> when they do come good, we just don't believe you. That's the problem. <laughs> well- Bailey Williams certainly has come good. 21 disposals, seven marks, three tackles, 84 points in this one. So, he's one off. The boy, becoming- the boy he cried goat. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Look, he's the goat. Uh, you guys big fans of both of these players long, long term? I mean, Bailey Williams, though, the problem is uh, he'll probably- if he stays in this role, which is good for his scoring, he's probably going to lose defender status at the that end of the season. That was going to be my point. Obviously, I'm, you know, all in on the zote. Um, you know, we both share custody. But- um, yeah, I'm worried about Bailey Williams because if you, you're saying he's 82 average, what's 88 was his best across this period, you know, as a mid only, are we are we interested in well, that next year? I think you just enjoy the ride for now. And also sure. he's building into this role. So he's only played it for a month. Can he get better? I don't know. Like 
you got to look factor in who's out of the team. He's taken Rourke Smith's spot basically, so I don't think I don't think that's too worrying. Lockie Hunter. But Lockie Hunter's out as well. So does he come back into the into the team at some point? And that's that's something to monitor. But yeah, just enjoy the ride. It's not like he would have cost you anything. So just in the chat, we're getting Jack Henry's name brought up. Do you think there's any danger with him coming back into the for the Zote? Yeah. There probably is because the Zote's always been fringe, even mm. though clearly I think he's got a role in our minds, mm. but in the coaching staff, perhaps not. So, yeah, it, it's it's always a worry with Zach um, Goat 3, unfortunately. Thanks to the Geelong rep in the chat for that one. No, that's a good point and something you should- But long term- <laughs> Enjoy the ride. Yeah, Enjoy it's, the ride. it's weird though. He's, 20, he's 23 up, years old. Are you guys like, <laughs> would you, you know, say he, say he does sort of- Say he gets dropped. Mm. Would you still kind of consider just keeping him on your radar and and seeing where things go if he with if the fantasy potential? Geelong? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Anyway, it. let's move on. Buku Kamas. I only want to roll a uh, flag a roll change because his score was a whopping thirty four. Dog shit, yeah. yeah. But I wanted to purely flag that he was backup ruck, so they dropped sweet. He went into backup ruck, and we saw him in the VFL score pretty well as a forward ruck role. So in those keeper leagues that we've talked about, people are always asking who's the next ruck and things like that that they can pick up. I know lots lots of people seem to be looking for these ruck next ruckmen. Um, look, look, it was a thirty four, but he's played that role in the VFL and scored pretty well. So if you're one of these weird leagues with two rucks or rucks that you have to hold on your rookie list for years, whatever, look, Karmas might get a ruck status down the line. The only issue is Dossie after looking at some uh, VFL scores on the weekend. Uh, the Shack attack, Josh Shacky. Mm. They moved him up forward this week. He kicked five sausage rolls and he pinch hit in the ruck, mm. chopping out um, Jordan Sweet. Plus, dropped. it's been shown so, time and time again that you need to be pure ruck in AFL to score well in AFL fantasy. Very rarely does a ruck forward score well. Mm. Shacky, 125 in the VFL. Maybe curtains for Buku. Move on. Past that whopping 34, let's get on to the next player. Brandon Parfit, 83 points. Um, look, he hasn't fully exploded, and I think that's just the point I wanted to make. We, I think our expectations, my expectations anyway, were probably a bit higher than this considering you don't have a danger field there. you got no cell, like a Selwood, sort of the aging Selwood in there. He's got three scores over 80 in a row, which is obviously, you know, serviceable, but he's mid-only in, in the things that I've seen. Is he, is he mid-only in ultimate? I can't remember. Nah, he's got he's not mid-forward in okay, ultimate. Okay, so an ultimate footy, it's okay for this year, mm. but you'd be worried going forward. I don't think he'll keep that status. He's only mid-only in AFL Fantasy at the moment. Even for this year, he's just, I think today, ruled out for mid short to medium term with a hand injury that he was carrying into this game as well. Okay, well, that's so, interesting to know. Next. Tom Atkins. Here we uh, go. 17, ta- 17 tackles last week. Didn't have uh, 17 this week, but scored 82 points, 20 disposals, four marks, four tackles, and he's a must play while danger's out. Led equal amount of sender bounce. Do you think that's the catalyst to that? Uh, the catalyst. Catalyst, like danger. I've said that a few times today, actually, haven't I? Yeah, that I was danger making field, a pun. That's all right. Danger field being out. Um, <laughs> good one. Danger <laughs> doesn't really get jokes. No. You have to explain them. No, yeah. sorry. I don't get. To, I just. I just think in my head that there's no way he's making that terrible joke right here, um, right now. Well, you just mentioned. Well, you, if you just mentioned Parfitt's out, then that obviously increases that role yeah, security. So, but do you think Dangerfield is the reason why Atkins has been scoring so well the last three weeks, or there's been no other role changes? In, in well, you're, you're the man that tracks those CBAs in your articles. Did you notice a, a instant? change well, because I, just, I would have thought feels so trash anyway so i don't really know yeah but, but he's like, been injured this year which yeah, is yeah. why but yeah I, I wouldn't hold high hopes for him like yeah. i think you've just got to notice was, the time was, to jump I off honestly and wasn't the time to questioning play. your call i was just i was just curious no no that's, that's fine yeah. and i think the, the point is there though like once he stops getting that role you got to know to stop playing him if he's if the 
center bounces dry up because he's one of these guys that relies on them. Um, actually, just quickly, a player that does rely on uh, center bounces to score well as well, Mark Blitzovs, is is the dream over now? Oh yeah, didn't Stanley come back in? And Stanley he went back came to back a, in. So it was more the um, there was another defender out. It was wasn't the it? Jasny. 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 You reckon that was the big catalyst? So Hopefully, the big catalyst. Yeah, good one. Yeah, good one. Um, are we trying to hit a quota? So, oh, so you no. actually reckon Blissard's like, you're pretty safe with him for the rest of the no, year? No, not safe by any means, but I just don't think it's the reason. Stanley's not the reason he scored. Like, you wouldn't be trading if you if somebody oh, in your league- I'd be trading, but like, we've got a guy in our league, he offers him up every second day and everyone's just like, nope. <laughs> yeah, you're not getting anything yeah. for him, are you? Yeah, that's unfortunate. All right, yeah. well, to wrap it out- um, I had Brad close. We've, we've, he's now becoming a keeper league favourite. Oh, I, I think. put him yeah. on the Wire podcast. Three three weeks mm. of eighty plus, wasn't it? Yeah, well, he's, he's averaging eighty one in his last three. Yeah, yeah. Um, but his disposals have jumped up in those last three weeks as well. And I'd be interested for Cats fans that have been watching it closely. I just would like to know if it message the keeper league. Let us know. Is there, is there something it closely? Is there something? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does get. That was an unintentional <laughs> part. Uh, look, yeah. If you've noticed something, let, let us know because I'd like to be interested to know if that's sort of been a shift in in having a bit of a role change. But we saw it early in the year, and yeah, I just like the way I like watching him play too, which yeah. makes him a nice keeper yeah. league player. It's the sleeves, yeah. Must be the sleeves. We had a big conversation about the sleeves on the- uh, Oh, they're beautiful. On the uh, Wave Wire podcast. Leg dogs, leg dogs uh, would be very happy with that conversation. All right, I'm going to power through this game. Adelaide versus West Coast. Because what a piece of trash I had to watch. Um, nah, not a lot to take away. A few interesting points, Mighty actually. Coasters. Darcy Fogarty had 84 points. Looked super powerful. Um, burnt off Witherden with pace early, which I thought was very, very funny. Actually outran him, um, which was hilarious to watch. Witherden is not fast. I know, but it was just funny <laughs> watching this huge unit just like power away from Witherden. <laughs> like, right. It was very funny. Julia laughs. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, he's a key position forwards always go big against West Coast. So, yeah, that's just to be expected. Nothing much more In to the read way, into That's it. a tip of the cap. It is a tip of the cap. Oh, obviously, that's why it's there. But um, yeah, don't read into it too much. Wait for him to do it three times in a row before you even consider it and it won't happen. Anyway, um, this is the more interesting one. So Jackson Haitley had 83 points. Now, started like an absolute house on fire. I don't think he scored a point in the last quarter. I think he only had one point in the last quarter. Copped a huge hit. I thought he might actually be a bit injured at one stage, but he got up and played on. But the flag, only one CBA this week. Yeah. Um, played on the wing. Still scored okay. Yeah, I don't know whether the hit, um, you know, combined with How early role change, hit? like start of the fourth. So it was actually, it did kind of coincide with him not scoring pretty well, but he played on. So, so they've literally reverted back to their Yeah, they just went four back men. to crouch in the guts again. Yeah. yeah. So interesting. Just, but I think just from a, from a perspective of the Crows side of things, don't you think they just, for this one, the last month or five weeks, they've been, you know, trying to churn out the youngsters, get them involved. This was a must win against West Coast. Do yeah. you think that's just a one-off? They, they try and give him more Perhaps, time after yeah. this one? That's what I think. The yeah. other thing is the conditions. It was pretty wet and miserable in Adelaide. Mm, like, yeah, fair. It's probably the game that you want the bigger bodies in around the ball because it's, you know, a bit more contested. Whereas- Haley's huge though, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mean, I mean, I thought you meant more like Saligo and those kind of guys. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. But yes, I do. That is, the, the Haley one is a bit interesting. Mm. Yeah, anyway, just, yeah, no, only one CBA, so, yeah. No, 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 bit of a flag. I would wait and see what happens, though, on that one. I'm not too worried just yet. If it happens again this week, then it's panic stations, I think. Uh, Mitch Hinge had 68 points, just a nice role in defence. Um, just wanted to watch because, I don't know, from when I watched the Crows early, he's been more of a wing earlier in the season. I don't know if he's been in defence for a while now, but, um, yeah, it was, a, it was actually a pretty nice role. Um, and, yeah, he scored really well early, just kind of tapered off towards the end of the game, so... Um, That's his mo. <laughs> I reckon every every time I was watching him, like I'd be noting him down in the first quarter. Oh, Mitch Hinge, yeah, he did on like twenty seven yeah, in the first right, quarter, and then just finishes on like yeah. a fifty. 
Um, Patrick Parnell, not bad game for a 12-year-old. Um, scored pretty well, uh, 56 points. Um, did you Useful see looks. No, I he's, saw, yeah, he look, looks like a youngster. How would he go? Because he's in my classic side. Do, is there any job security? Um, there, it's, it's really hard to say. Like, he actually looked really – he looked pretty good. Like, off the half-back flank, he didn't look out of place. I think he offers more – on the attacking side of things than um, someone like Luke Brown does, but probably not as much on the defensive side of things. So I think there might be a case where he could play further. The thing is, like, the first big contest he kind of had, it floored him, and he was in- out injured for the rest of the game, subbed out of the game. So that it was, was only a, big, a corky. A big contest, though, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a big, it was a big contest, but he was, like, always going to come off second best. He could be a bit of a liability in I those I was just a big fan of that kick-to-handball ratio. Yeah. They did look, he did look good. They did look 14 impressive. 14 to 1. But yeah, like I said, first real contest, gets a cork and subbed out of the game. It's just mm. not great for somebody who looks so tiny as well. Might need a bit more time to put some meat on the bones, I think. But he's every chance of playing after the bye, Dossie. But um, I wouldn't be surprised if he does go out, just given the timing of everything, given the corky, then the mm. bye. Um, and the last one here, uh, Harry Schoenberg came on for Parnell. So he had the last 10 minutes and didn't touch the footy case. So that's zero points. Um, averages, counts to his average side of the year. It hurts. <laughs> he did come on and score 80 in the sandfall afterwards. Yeah, he did actually because yeah. they played straight after yeah. Adelaide Oval. So <laughs> just ran straight yeah. back out. Yeah. <laughs> I love that stuff. That's like me where I used to play B grade and then go play C grade afterwards <laughs> and it, you really used to piss off the other C grade opposition. But anyway, um, Tom Barras, moving on to some West Coast. Tip of the cap here, 85 points. Ball was down there a lot. Had 10 marks, 13 kicks. But um, yeah, I don't know. There's a case for these kind of defenders will pop up, especially with um, no, McGovern. McGovern out too as well. Yeah, so um, that kind of helped him out too. A lot of the, he was just kind of floating in the holes and taking a few marks. Jake Waterman, he looked okay in patches in a half forward role. Um, does a few silly things, but I'm seeing he's one of player. I'm keen to see if he can lock down a spot in the rebuild. Yeah, he's only I reckon 24. the next couple of years is going to be Waterman season. I just so. in terms of that keeper league player that's not going to go early in drafts at all, or maybe you know probably not going to be kept, and you might be able to get that like late bit of value for a no name kind of. Yeah, I really hope so. Yeah. He's one I've liked the look of for a long time. Just not sure whether he's going to make it in the mm. fantasy world, that's all. Um, and Greg Clark finally had 71 points. More inside footy this week, inside midfield time um, with the eight CBAs and scores slightly better. Had 10 tackles in the wet, which was the main reason why he scored so well. So put up most of his score from tackles, really. Um, so, yeah, it was just good to see him actually have that side to his game, which we know he had. It's more though we've just seen him play on the wing a lot recently. Yeah, so. I think Holmesy on the pod pod was saying... He had like high time on ground early and then finished with 64% as well. Yeah, okay. Well, so, it's like- Well, it feels like I didn't actually see him that much out there, but like he still scored he's not okay, been. So. He's not been the guy we thought he was going to be there, right? I think all yeah, of right. us thought- Michael Barlow. There was the, the word Barlow was yeah, brought yeah. up, I reckon, on this podcast. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few people named as next Michael Barlow, but anyway. Yeah. No comment? Yeah. Uh- no, like, one's, no one's going to be the next Michael Barlow. It's so. um, yeah. it's roll, it's roll, it's roll. Yeah. yeah, and like, who would have like with all the injuries that the Eagles had to their midfield, you would have thought Clark was like the man, and he was the man for the first mm. game he played, where he knocked out a what yeah. a one ten or whatever it was. Problem is now you've got Yo and Sheed playing in the waffle, yeah, and, and Cully, like, and yeah, and <laughs> well, yeah, literally <laughs> we'll play him, we'll ahead play of him. him, yeah, eventually. Um, let's move on to Gold Coast versus North Melbourne, so. This is the, probably one of the biggest names of the week in the, on the Keeper League podcast anyway. This, it's Will Power. So, he had 101 points and he was playing on a wing. So, the last few weeks he's been playing in defense. Um, and, well, like, you know, his whole career he's played defense really. So, last week they had Sharp and Brandon Ellis on both the wings. And I thought this is going to be the wing combo for the rest of the year. It's all Should set be. and done. Sharp's finally in. Sharp goes out this week. They chuck Powell on the wing, scores 101 in a role that just looked like it really, really suited him. Um 
Yeah, like Weller got injured this week, so I'm not sure if he goes back into defence for him, if Bose comes back in, if Butterick just gets a bump. I don't really know, but um, Powell looked good on the wing, and I think there is some potential there. Listed as a defender, could have a good back end of the season. So if he's floating around your waiver-wise, which I think he is in a lot of leagues, I reckon get on now just in case he does play this role for the rest of the season. I've been huge on Powell for, yeah. We all have, I reckon. Yeah, I reckon all of us were thinking he was, well, I definitely Mm -hmm. had him pretty high. He's picked him in classic. That's how high I probably wouldn't want to see how high I had him in my preseason rankings, to be honest, because I saw him picking up kick ins and going, you know, being a great. I might do, man. Don't worry. A great. Um, play so yeah if he's in a fantasy friendly role even though this, none of the Suns seem to be doing amazing this year but yeah. yeah I'd be definitely backing that in for a pickup. just on that Lockie Weller injury so um, yeah Connor Butterick I think is probably the next guy in line to get the bump in defence so he had 84 points and this week he didn't really rely on plus sixes like he has in the last few weeks um, actually found the footy a bit more and I think he'll absorb Weller's kick-ins as well so he'll see a bit of a bump there in the scoring but I think the big watch this week is whether Jack Bowes comes into the side this week because he yep. looks like the best like for like replacement just Jack Bowes yeah. or what do you mean is there anyone else that you bring back Sam into the team Flanders no I can't think of any other name Andrew. surely Elijah Hollands is G he's probably uh, yeah I don't really know yeah. not any um, other player that I could think Burgess. of no Rory Atkins Fairini with just yeah. another 35 touches Oh that's who you're talking in about In the VFL yeah. no, I can't think Hashtag that's Stewie out B for the rest of the year Yeah uh, Moving on to North Melbourne So Taron Thomas like, I t- actually tweeted I think he was on like 36 points at quarter time or something like that So I was like He's responded to the B2P Obviously listens, listens to the podcast um, Had 77 in the end But yeah Started real hot in the midfield just faded, but so did all of North Melbourne. Like that's what North Melbourne do. So I don't know. I think it's more just playing for North. You can't score well. Jed Anderson, Dossie and I, were, we had a chat on the phone on Saturday morning talking about Jed we Anderson, did. how he's going to carve it up in his natural homeland mm. of Darwin. Had seventy four points. Like you take that as a forward in a keeper league for sure, especially if you held him. But it should have been an eighty plus. Really, he had he had a lot of free kicks against him. He was just spear tackling blokes by the end because he was <laughs> not having a, f- a good time. Yeah, actually, so he looked very frustrated. But, north, um, so yeah, exactly. Yeah. He literally he, like, he actually ran through something. Are they going like, to are they gonna turn uh, and? Are they going to turn it around? And I mean turn it around just in the sense of are they going to start playing a bit more competitively like they did last year so we can have some any scorers from north? What's their oh. lead? Their leading average would be like 90 max. Yeah. Like every every time, like, you know, I think Anderson was probably like their third. Like we were texting each other after, after you finished playing footy. And I was like, Anderson's only on 68, but he's like the third highest scorer for yeah. North. I think this was like a three-quarter time yeah. type thing. So like even Simpkin, who was like awesome last year, is just, you know, tr- yeah. sort of trotting along. Aaron Hall. 89. What's this? In the that's BFL. the highest. No, that's the highest oh, the average. average. Oh, the highest yeah, average. Yeah. And he's not playing. <laughs> he's not even playing. Jai Simpkin, 88.9. Yeah. There's quite a few just, rumors floating one, around. One, two, three, four, five players average over 80. Yeah, they just can't get the ball. Like, few, or do anything on defensively. A few rumors floating around that there might be a new coach very, very soon. Yeah. Or interim coach Ken at North Melbourne. Well, I hope so. But um, yeah. <sighs> So, we might see some role changes or some players being played a bit differently in the coming weeks. That's just something to think about with some Exciting. North players. Yeah. Um, yeah, a lot of, lot of groundswell there about- mm, Where they smoke this fire. Yeah. Tom Powell season. Maybe. Um, let's move on to Melbourne versus Sydney. I wish I watched more of this game because it looked like a ripper. It was a good game. Very, very, very good game. Uh, a couple of big powerhouses going at it in the Don, uh, Ds, sorry, and definitely not the Dons. Uh, the Ds and the Swans. 
Sam Reid, 114, tip of the cap to him. Three goals, 16 touches, 10 tackles. That's uh, unheard of. He was just a genuine presence up forward, um, especially without Buddy. We obviously know that um, Melbourne concede a lot of points to key forwards as well, so just kind of come to show that. Um, the unfortunate thing with Sam Reid is his body is as reliable as a Balinese Rolex. Um, he could be out next week with a you know some weird injury. The other thing, he's been scoring 60s before um, this game. So, I think that's a bit of a better guide. But I think tip of the cap to Sam um, at the moment. Logan McDonald is one you should be excited about in keeper legs. I reckon 79 points from him. He showed some really nice glimpses. Uh, just dominated the waffle as a junior a couple of years ago. Um, that's kind of been forgotten. But I think he's going to be a genuine talent. Three goals. He had 16 touches too. Um, a key forward I think you can kind of be quite confident in. You know, not, not right now or not next year, but I reckon in a couple of years' time when, especially because Sydney will be genuinely humming by then with their, yeah. their list they've got, he's going to kick a lot of goals. He looks like one of the rare key forwards that might might be sort of a mainstay in our fantasy teams for a few years at least, I think. I know you're not a big fan of the key key forwards or defenders, but no, I, like th- a few of them, I, I they think just go the way he moves and, and can get up the ground a bit too. He's and, big, but he's nimble. Yeah, he is. Key defenders, I don't hate them. They just go a lot higher in drafts than they should. That's mm. all. If you think about it, you got guys like Warner, Mills, McInerney. You've got so many good players going to kick it They're to just him. They're going to be feeding uh, him. Blakey, yeah. yeah. Um, Pete Laddams, 48 points. He had a, a really, really tough night against Max Gorn, who was just, uh, yeah, um, had the flames coming off him, NBA, whatever. We went Dragon, Dragon Ball Z style. Dragon Ball Z That's Z what we're styles. talking about on the Wave of Wire podcast. Yeah. That's how the sidetrack <laughs> we go. Gorn, on. Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> um, I thought Pete Laddams actually competed pretty well, but, Probably just shows how far he is off the genuine elite in a game like this. Uh, 13 touches and 16 hitouts. It probably wasn't as bad as a 48-point game suggests, but uh, yeah, I'm not sure what this is going to happen with the Swans' rucks there. Uh, Jimmy Rowbottom, he had 82 points. The highest CBA attendance for Sydney, uh, interestingly enough. 20 touches and 8 tackles. I think he is their, their kind of grunt man in there long term. Um, I think there was a few questions asked about where he might fit in that Sydney side, but I think he's he's generally the guy they want in there as the extractor, and then they've got is going to be a high scorer, etc. As a result, I don't think so. Yeah. I think we're looking at like a Ben Cunnington, you know, old school Hugh Greenwood style, someone who can tackle, someone who's a few handballs, that kind of thing, but never a you know a big hundred pluser, not a fair any type. Was he doing a role on anyone in he the midfield? He played a bit on Oliver. Yeah, so he's he been goes, doing that a bit actually, hasn't yeah. he? He's been yeah. playing, doing a few but I think, stuff. But like, to me, he doesn't have like a natural flair to his game, if that makes Is sense. Is that why he had, like, has he been the, like one of the leading attendees? Because I reckon he hasn't been the top one. Would that be kind of why maybe for a once-off he gets his... I don't know. I haven't really looked back at the stats because yeah. I don't believe in them, but I just found it interesting <laughs> that... Um, <laughs> I just, found, I just found it interesting that he had the most out of, you know, like yeah, guys yeah. like Mills, et cetera. No, it is interesting. Yeah. Um, and lastly, it's actually Nick Blakey's world and Jake Lloyd is just living in it. Um, Jake Lloyd, put a <laughs> fork in him, he is done. Outscored. Uh, ah, yes, but if you, watch the game, if you watch the game, uh, Jakey Lloyd had a few plus sixes <laughs> yeah. in the late in the game. And that's, the, that's his jam. That's what you want. No, 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 no. I'm talking about the movement that's coming. Nick Blakey takes... Five to one kick-ins over Jake Lloyd. They look for Nick Blakey. Nick Blakey's moving. Jake Lloyd is still a fine player. I'm saying sell higher while you can. Nah, well, yeah, I, I do agree that he's not going to get his high scores because the, the kick-ins are going down, but he doesn't actually need them to put up. Like, look at the games he's turned up this year. He hasn't put big kicking numbers in. He's just not turning up anymore. You know what happened? Like you, you, we, you, Two we years know, ago, we know Jake Lloyd would have had 130. Kick-ins he's are overrated tonight. for he's sharing, he's sharing. He's sharing the stats around. 
No, of course he is, but he's he's still not trading Jake Lloyd. Like you're, he's not Dunsky, like you said a few. Gonski was like what you, said, what you said a few. He's Gonski. Give me a ninety average defender that no. you want to play as a D one every week. He's gone. Row bottom eighty seven percent up from his forty nine percent average for the season. So maybe it was a bit of a uh, Oliver job mm. this week. Uh, on to Melbourne, James Jordan, 87 from him. He was really impressive, uh, was in everything, especially early, 24 touches and a goal. I think, you know, him and him and Thomas Barrow are going to be great players. Um, I think if they were at another club where they had a bit more responsibility, um, we'd be talking about them a lot more. But, you know, they just have to play behind guys like Oliver, Petrarca and, and the like. So um, if you own him, Definitely, yeah, Jimbo's definitely. got a lot of fantasy game about him. Oh, he's one I wanted to I wanted to jump on like three or four weeks ago on a trade, and I just never got around to actually offering anything up, and I really should have done it. But anyway. And lastly, obviously, this guy's way too good for the pot. It's Christian Salem. He had 94 points. He just did not miss a beat on his return. 24 touches, 9 marks, and 542 metres gained. Now, it was an even spread of kick-ins across the board from the Demons. He had four. Um uh, Jake Bowie, he had three. Bowie. Adam Tomlinson had three. And Angus Brayshaw had three. But the interesting one tonight, so I thought, you know, Salem coming in probably pushes Brayshaw up to a wing. No, they both played across half back. Now, this, my friend, directly influenced young Jacob Bowie's game. I think his fantasy output is up the shitter as of now. Um, I think the problem was, yeah, time on ground, which could be something that we see lowered down. So, 69% time on ground in this one. Still 60 points. That's good points per minute. I just feel that he is now relegated to being a defender. He's not like got the- down. He, Yeah, he's not, yeah. not going to have yeah. the, the No, you're not run. wrong. And, and, it's, and he's more of a stash now than, than you'll be able to weakly play him. You're just going to have to probably yeah. stream some people in that slot. And, you know, I still think, would you agree, long term, he's still one of the better young defenders in the, around the comp. I would agree. He's, I agree. He's in the, he's in the, he's in the conversation. He's definitely not at the Jake Lloyd level of get rid of him. He's, <laughs> um, you can invest some time into him. But, uh, yeah, I think Christian Salem's back there and it's uh, standard procedure. Uh, Hawthorne Collingwood, another good game. Um, yeah, absolutely sensational game, actually. Was Kick- I got to see a fair bit of this one? Yeah. I got to watch no footy on the weekend. So. How <laughs> that, good was that? Was good a great, that was a great game, yeah. Yeah. especially in the wet. Like, yeah. it just kept coming. You kind of thought Hawks were done Rubbing early, in, and then they boys. come back. <laughs> um, Darcy Goaterton. Goaterin, Goaterin, Darcy Goaterin. How do you? Who, who are you referring to here? That'd guys? be Darcy Cameron. One hundred thirty-three oh, points from him. Should Brody. Grundy be looking for a new club. Oh, like fantasy-wise or actual K's corns. No, he's still not a great ruckman, but Jeezy just absolutely gives his all around the ground, um, just racks up touches. I know he's been 2G for Pete, but I think, like, obviously Grundy's going to come back in and be the number one dog. I think the amount of confidence that Cameron would have got from Is it this obvious? last kind of two well, months. I know, you're jo- I know you're in part joking, but- mm. um, we were talking about this on the pod pod in terms of, you know, wh- where stocks go because he's obviously a hugely popular classic mm. player as well, Cameron at the mm. moment, having that forward rucks status. What happened when Grundy returns and also just in your keepers right now, if you're a Grundy owner, like, are you pretty nervous? And, and I mean, I don't know how you'd, you know, could you sell or would you consider selling or like what the hell do you do right now? Because you would have spent such a high capital on picking him, especially in a startup keeper league. 
And now you've got to deal with potentially the fact that Cameron's going to have, even if not, you know, this amazing, ridiculous role, but he's going to have an increased role, surely. I think it's, yeah, I think it's like Cameron's scoring is probably more, going to be more consistent than Grundy's is going forward because Cameron can play that ruck forward role, still score okay. Grundy can only really play the forward, the ruck role, so he's not going to get 100% time in there as much. Yeah, as anymore, I, th- so. I think that's probably more of the thing. It's not that split where we've seen. It was basically, you know, as that kind of badly worded tweet suggested about Mason Cox, like, the reason he's never had any hit-outs because Grundy rucked 95% of the time, whereas Cameron's shown that he's more than capable, so it's going to affect mm. Grundy more than it's going to affect Cameron. Case, the thing is- I've got a fantastic comparison for you. Mm. Is Darcy Cameron the- <laughs> Hang on a second. <laughs> is Darcy Cameron Brody Grundy's Nick Blakey? Oh. For so, Jake you're, you're Jake leading Brody Grundy. <laughs> <laughs> well, wouldn't you? At the moment, hang on. Darcy Cameron's twenty six. Absolutely so lost at him. Twenty six. <laughs> How old's Brody Grundy? Uh, the, the next thing would be just like where, which one? Where's their contracts at? I'm talking long term keeper. Like Grundy. Like I said, Grundy's your I first think, round pick. I like, think what was going to happen is, um, well, I don't know. See, this is this is what's interesting. Cameron's out of contract, and they're paying huge money for Grundy at the moment, mm-hmm. right? So they're going to have to up probably Cameron's contract to keep him. So I reckon. This is a big. I don't know. This is a big, big call. But like, what could actually happen is, what if they uh, think about offloading Grundy, like a bit of a salary cap dump, and just rolling with Cameron full time to pay to Goey? <laughs> yeah. Well, who knows? Or do they just trade? Which is probably more likely is trade, somebody just picks up trade Cameron. Cameron yeah. They trade Cameron and get a high draft pick and cash in on that while they're rebuilding. We're probably like every talk show, every <laughs> AFL yeah, yeah. talk show this week is what they're yeah, talking yeah, about. Exactly. So. But we're talking about it from a very different point of view. <laughs> yeah. I reckon that yeah, because we got more. Yeah, we're talking about the fantasy implications. But I reckon yeah. the most likely thing is that Cameron's going to demand too much in his next contract, which is at the end of this year. I think. I think he's still unsigned. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I, I should have researched searches because I'm saying it for three weeks, but. Um, yeah, I think he'll demand too much in the contract that Collingwood might be forced to trade him, but get good capital in return. I think that's the sense. Yeah, no, twenty twenty two is Cameron's contract runs out. Yeah, mm, geez, so. good time to hit some form. Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. Um, moving on to still side bottom here at ninety seven, and after a stinking run of form, he is finally coming good. So he had seventy seven, ninety one, and ninety seven in his last three games for an eighty eight average, twenty four touches and a goal now. Uh, to the eye, it looks like the Pies are using him a lot more, um, which is probably a reason that we've seen a bit of a dip in the Josh Dacos scoring because uh, mm. Dacos was high, side bottom was low. Now it's almost a bit of role reversal. And I think, um, yeah, a couple of weeks ago, I think side bottom was just looking like he lacked a bit of intent and passion, but I think mm. the Pies are up and about. And he's obviously super classy and uses the ball beautifully. So I think if they're going to progress and potentially make finals, I think he's going to be one who's going to be quite a key cog. And I think that might have been a bit of a switch in uh, strategy from McRae to kind of maybe go through side, but maybe a bit more than uh, Josh Dacos. So he could be worth a, a sneaky trade if you're in the window. Center I'll tell you what, on, our little, on my little um, league with our small roster spots, mm. got dropped to the wire and Dossie pounced about a month ago. I think yeah, you've nice. mentioned that every week since as well. I so. have. <laughs> and I'll continue well to do done, so. Thank Good you. on you, Dossie. Uh, tip, tip, tip of the beans to me. And last one for the Pies, Ollie Henry, 68 points. I know we've talked about him a bit, but uh, each week I watch him play. Just kind of gives me greater confidence of future greatness for young Oliver. Um, didn't really influence the game until late, but still managed to kick two and have 12 touches for that 68-point score. I just, I love him long-term. I 39 love him. points in that 
last quarter of what we just said was an absolute close game and had two shots on goal in the last, what, 10 minutes to yeah. seal the game and did kick one out of the two. So, yeah. Yeah, I like him a lot. He's Huge. got class. Yeah. Uh, On to the Hawks. Liam Shules, he had 89 points, really came to play in his milestone match. Look, he's been down on form this year, but it was an encouraging uh, return to a bit of form with 22 touches. He's only 64% owned, so maybe one to you know have a look at. Could be a, a low... Uh, by low play too. I can't really tell if he was just getting up for his 250th. And does he play from now on? Do they well, put him out the pasture? But you, you say things like Warple's out, and I know he didn't play any, he played a lot on the wing. But like, He's been playing the wing for a lot of his career now. Sorry, I was talking about Warple. Like, oh, sorry. Sorry, you know, like Warple's out. Do they, have they just kind of used him as their bigger body kind of utility around the stoppage around the wing? You know, if they're trying to push for finals, are they, you know, maybe he's one who keeps playing. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm a bit torn on this I don't one. know. They, they seem like they roll a few through there. Like, you know, you've got Will Day, you've got um, Harry Morrison. You've got even seen, you see more, Dylan Moore playing up there a lot more mm. as well. Like he had a few wing attendances from what I, like, I only saw probably 15 minutes of the game, but I definitely saw him go to a wing attendance there. So I assume that was happening throughout the game. Morrison is the lock on the wing. For yeah, the it's, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. You're like, Bramble could play there. Mm. But yeah. Anyone could play there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure, but he might be worth a cheeky look, especially if you're in contention. He, he can put out some good, consistent scores. Lockie Bramble, speaking of him, he had 84 points. I love the role from him on the weekend, across half back. A little iffy at times with his disposal, but did have a game-high six kick-ins. And considering all the big names are back there in, you know, Impy Day, um, you know, Bramble was getting his fair share of footy and demanding it too. I reckon Sam Mitchell likes him a lot. Um, he was having a really good preseason until he got injured too. He's only 40% owned, so one to look at on the waiver wire. Um, Will Day mentioned him. He had 80 points. Um, none of that inside midfield time, which we have seen the last couple of weeks. He's back to half back. Um, just looking the part of a genuine top quality player. He just looks like a classy young man. Just want that scoring to pick up 10 points per game. and then He's had a delayed out. start to the season. True, enough. true. You just true, need true. to give him a bit of a bit of a leeway. Yeah, hopefully he comes good for finals for my keep league team. And lastly, Chad Wingard, 65 points. Now, he's becoming a bit of a non-event in uh, fantasy circles. His top score this season 70. He's averaging 55. You can't say it's not from lack of you know opportunity. He had 11 CBAs on the weekend. He just can't score. Yeah. Like but he's unfieldable un- at the moment. He's been like that, and then he'll have the final month of the season, he'll go massive and then win some in a grand final. He's right. Well, he's 28. What, what do you do? You, you're going hot. You're going hot. You don't because you don't trade. But if you're in someone who <laughs> likes the trades position, who wants to win a flag, would I go hard for Chad Wingard? No. Or no? You wouldn't. No. Okay. Not, I, not what oh, I mean, so what does hard, yeah, go what's hard, hard mean? I'd, I just, I'd buy low like for if, sure. If it was you, you'd probably sell you'd probably sell Max Gorn or something for him because that's the type of trade you usually do. I'm you a risk taker, Hef. Give up, you give up your best players for spots. But absolutely. <laughs> He's another guy along with Sidebottom that I um, snapped up off the wire to a little bit less success um, about a month ago as well. And so, obviously, owners are frustrated as, they, the as they should be. I am. Nine disposals in that last quarter, which was hotly contested, 32 points, only behind Ollie Henry. So, you're telling me um, he had 33 points for the rest of the game. Oh, yeah, that's right. But th- that's the thing, though. He has this in him. And that was the quarter that he had the most centre bounces for Hawthorne that quarter. Five centre bounces. So, he had 11 for the game. Five in the last quarter. 32 mm. points. He's clearly one of the guys that they need in there if they want to actually compete. And I actually, I think he's a nice by low candidate. He always seems to turn it on for a month or two. And if I, you get that right heading into finals, you'll be laughing. I only heard this on the radio, but can someone talk me through his, like, fake he faked being injured and then got up and played on or something like that. And oh, then, no, he actually did. Oh, yeah, he yeah, actually yeah, stood, no, under a, he stood under a ball really well and got absolutely uh, crunched. 
And then while they were remonstrating with, I think it was Jeremy how he ploughed him, he was like dead. And then like he just stood up and just ran into God. Yeah, and, like, and, like, and, and he him. did the gymnastics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was actually, that was, he stood under that ball well. I just heard on the radio, they were just like complaining about how he pretended he was dead. And then you're like, hey, how does this last five rounds, if you want a final final specialist for you, you know, Regular season, but yes. AFL fantasy yes. final yeah. specialist. How does this sound from uh, last year? 86, 147, 103, 95, 116. I reckon if you go through his career, <sighs> though, if you go through his career, though, as well, he's done that in like multiple years. Yeah, but he hasn't done that under Sam. Well, Mitchell. he's done that in multiple years. We'll pick him up yeah, again. That's what for I mean. this. Yeah, like, let's yeah. do the it. Sam, the Sam Mitchell effect End of is special. Sam Mitchell has his favourites and. It's pretty clear who they are. I don't know if Chad yeah, could be different. Could be different, but yeah, like I said, like I think even even at Port though, he'd do things like that. We'd have a huge last month of the year type thing, and then everyone's like, "This guy is going to break out next build year." That contract and he's up. just back yeah. to nothing. I'm buying low. He's only 28. Anyway, let's move on to the last game of the round. We're only at 40 minutes. We might be able to get this done under an hour, boys. So let's do it next. Oh, it's me, is it? Yeah. Yep. All right. Who have we got here? <laughs> Fremantle Brisbane scored not great, but you guys mentioned him the other week. Cam Rayner. Uh, 66 points. Look, I just think for next season and and years going forward, I'm actually I'm I'm sort of pivoting a bit. I'm warming. Yeah, I'm warming. Well, he's looking comments. he's looking so good now, like just in his explosiveness and comments I think this week building from into Fagan it. saying basically that they weren't oh, they had to play him up forward a lot more while um uh Danaher was out. Mm. Hipwood's come in, freed him up a bit more. Since then he's gone way back into the more of a fifty fifty split. And they said this is what we wanted to do earlier in the season, but yep. we had we're forced to play him forward a lot more. Now we're gonna start booting him up because we can actually get him into the midfield. And a lot I see more. him you know how it took a while for I don't know, he gets compared to these sort of players, but you know how it took a while for like Petrarca to get that eighty percent mid time. And, and and it's gonna take yeah. some time, but long term, the way that he was just he just took on players and was like bursting away from them, I was like, Holy shit, like yeah. this guy's gonna And that be was last good. week as well, like he was yeah. doing that too. So, so I think there's still an opportunity to try and get this guy um, and if you've got a room to stash, because yeah, mm. I'm I'm getting I'm very much warming to him. Uh Dev Rob, he unfortunately I just think this guy could dominate or not dominate, he could be a really good player on another team. Um, and I just don't think he's going to be able to hold that role necessarily. His pressure is really good. And you can see at times he got sent to um, Andy Brayshaw late in this game, just a little bit of um, pressure. But I know a lot of listeners are keen on Dev Rob. Uh, and I think it's just going to be a very, very patient process. So probably looking to stash elsewhere, I think. Jared Berry, after that 133 last week, just scored the 71 points. But he started super strong and... I don't know. He's he's got that wing role uh, locked down. So mm. I don't know. Are you guys still you know think he can do some damage? I, th- I think he's I think he's sort of just getting into his groove a bit. He's a floozy. Uh, he's just outside player. That's just what they do every now and then. They go big, and most of the time they don't. Looks like he's not going to be going into that mid inside mix though. With no. especially a guy like McCluggage. McCluggage is lifting now. <laughs> yeah, he's inside Bailey. time. Rainer, like you said. Moving on to Freo, though, Michael Frederick, 106 points. He just looked – he looked so good in this, but I couldn't tell. Like, he looks really good in general, but I couldn't tell if he was just um, boosted up a bit based on his opponent at times because I watched a few replays. Zorko was his man sometimes, and he would just <laughs> – Zorko's thirst for the own pill was um, – was beyond belief. Um, like, he would to, just- a, to a point where it could jeopardise his spot on the side because Zorko's been a bit trash. Wow, I wouldn't say that. Yeah, okay, but good. um okay, this is the situation though. The ball goes up at a center bounce. He's the dedicated these two are the dedicated run in guys. Like they run in from the square. 
they just run in. But you watch the replay. Zorko's beelining it for the ball. And then Frederick sort of just does this little curve out to the side. And he was getting used every time. And it happened about three times down the stretch in, in a close-ish game where that they broke away. Every thanks, time Fremantle win the contest, to he, was the out, he was the outlet. He was out every time. Yeah. Uh, and it happened over and over again. But anyway, 106 nice. points showed that he has a ceiling. And he's been a bit up and down. But I think future-wise, you know, he's only 22 years old. And he, he's got that running capacity. I think he's one of the better runners as well. I said he on the Wayward really podcast, out. just like worth owning as a streamer as well, just for this yeah, year. Like, yeah, against good matchups. You've got, you got Hawthorne this week as well. So Yeah, don't mind that yeah. at all. But yeah, good good signs for future. Uh, Bailey Goatfield. Oh, another one. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a tip of the cap. 68 points. Like, he was just an X factor. I think he kicked three, four goals or something. So that's Bailey Banfield for anyone genuinely Bailey confused. <laughs> uh, who Bailey it Goatfield was the is. battle of the Baileys though. If you watch this game, Zach Bailey down one end, just holding it down. And then down the other end, the un- unexpected uh, Bailey Banfield was was dominating. And then one final player. I don't know if this, I don't even know if this guy's 2G for P maybe. 123 I think he, I think points very close for James Aish. I think that is what I mean. Another man he loves a sleeve. The sleeves. Oh, he mm. had to actually take them off in this game. I think it got ripped uh, in a oh, bit of a scuffle, oh. something like that. And he came back after halftime and I had a few messages. I can't remember who it was, but it was just like, he looks so awkward without the sleeves. Does he have like, real skinny arms? Skinny pipes? Yeah. Um, like anti hef I don't think any oh. AFL player has skinny pipes, but I mean- in comparison to other players, maybe. No, he's a ways off. He had two back-to-back hundreds and then a 50 and a 60 and then 123. So, mm. not quite 2G. And mid, is he mid-only this year in all formats or is he no, got like a defender def- as well? Oh, that's well, juice. So. so, maybe also your streamer. But maybe a good streamer. Yeah. Well, very Just been a surprise have. packer. I didn't expect to see his name sort of pop in moved into tons. the midfield a bit more though, hasn't he? Like, as yeah, a he's had a few role. CBAs yeah. now and then, but I think this was mostly outside game. I'd have to check the stats, but... Um, yeah, he's, he's just like, especially in this game, was just an option everywhere. And, and in a game against Brisbane, you know, one of the better teams in the comp, he just carved Guess up. Guess how old James Ash is? 20, 26. Yeah. Hmm. Was Feels like on? he's been around yeah, forever. Yeah, he has. He's been third club. Yeah. Where true. else has he been? I can't even remember. Brisbane, Brisbane, Brisbane forever. Oh, no shit. So it was, it was, the, re- it was the delayed revenge game from- <laughs> <laughs> Delayed revenge game. Yeah. Once removed. What was his second club? Game. I'm like lost. Collingwood. Oh, that's why he went to um. That's why he went to Freer because he followed Long Muir there from the. From yeah, Collingwood. of course, yeah. man. That my memory was so bad there. Yeah, <laughs> Couldn't yeah. even remember him elsewhere. So good. Freer, I was, threw him I was an owner for a long time. James Ash. I waited quite a while for him to come good, but had to put him back. Not long enough. enough. Oh yeah. Anyway, uh, we're done. That was it. Remember everyone? Cool. Um, if you enjoyed that, uh, please consider becoming a member of the Keep League podcast. Uh, yeah, basically. Sean Darcy, have- B2P. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> Basically, if we don't have members, we don't do the podcast, essentially. So the people that have signed up members, thank you very much for keeping this thing running. You're doing a bit for the, the people that haven't signed up as well. So um, our members that do sign up, they get access to our bonus resources, which are weekly CBAs, kick-ins, scores, for and against, projections, the breakout tracker, and much, much more. So you also get the in-season podca- uh, the pod pod as well, which... Um, Here's the reason why we started this podcast so late tonight, really. Apparently it was fire, yeah. though. It was a good yeah, pod. Apparently it was really good. So maybe we went we'll, over an hour for a buy-round podcast. Wow. All right. Yeah. Maybe we'll give him some leeway. Really maybe. good roulette segment, too, I heard. <laughs> they do some good work on the pod pod, so you're allowed to be late sometimes, Dossie. Um, yeah, but if you are pod keen on signing up, uh, the link is in the description below. Uh, Dossie, to take, your mind, off, <laughs> to take your mind off the, where your brain's going, can you please read out the gold members for us? I sure can. Matt Quigley. Josh Hutchins thank you all these people Liam Snowden Marcus Kernahan, Michael Kromoloff Paul Summerton 
Wayne Rushton, Gabe Feeneman, Drew Peacock, Sam Scarabellotti. Thank you to those gold members. Uh, we haven't had a review in a while, so if you haven't done that, uh, Scarabellotti, Scarabellotti, let's mm. go with that. If you haven't, if you haven't uh, left a review on Apple Podcasts or rated us on Spotify, please do that. Um, those things can make help us climb the charts and get us a bit more seen on those uh, networks. So anyway, I think we should just quickly touch on um, the unfortunate news that happened last Wednesday. Oh, trudge, mm. trudge watch. Yeah, undrafted. Put your fudge out for trudge. <laughs> it was bullshit, wasn't it? It was crap. Yeah. Mm. Who they draft instead? Your bloody Will your Hayes. boy, your boy Will Hayes. My boy Will Hayes. Yeah, <laughs> listen to the listen to the Wave Wire podcast for a bit of Will Hayes chat. Jeez. If you haven't uh, done that yet, it was Kay's fault then, obviously. Uh, that's another thing you get as a member of the Wave Wire podcast, and you definitely want to sign up this week because it's basically just twenty minutes of Kay's night arguing while we wait for DOS. So yeah. it's actually quite good content. Yeah, good fun. I have to listen. Good fun. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> let's move on to the listener questions. All right, first question of the night comes from Munro Xavier. Uh, what's James Jordan's role looking like? Dossie, you watched that game, still out on the wing? I didn't watch it, but yeah, it was, it's a wing. Oh, it's Kays, yeah, it? yeah, but he's Sorry. been, well, when I've been watching, it's been a pure wing role, basically, and something that I probably wasn't expecting him to be able to play, but then we obviously saw Gus Brayshaw move into an unf- a role that we didn't think was going to happen as well. So, yeah, he's mm. been able to um, take that pure wing role and, Actually started to perform, like we've said, the last month or so, he's really coming into it. He's been mighty consistent too. Like, what do you think he goes at, like, when he gets to, like, the peak of his career? Is he a 100-plus average winger or is he, like, a 90-plus average winger? I don't think he's a winger. I think he's an inside. Yeah, I, I think, think he goes he, inside. I think he does when, I don't know, what, you know, when Viney. a Viney or, But the thing is, Sparrow's in there too. I think he does get some- I think it's, like, a bit like- um. You know how McCluggage, even though they're very, you know, I'm not saying he's the next McCluggage, but you know how McCluggage was just stuck on the outside for so long, but yeah. then it's like, oh, we got to get this guy inside. I think it's kind of like that. I he's, think, only, he's only 21. I, I think he spends there years, for a couple, couple of years, years and then he starts getting like 40% and whatever, depending on injuries and stuff as well. Uh, at Willie1998, uh, is Callum Wilkie legit thinking of trading Hind for him? Thoughts? The job security is better than uh, the Hind, isn't it? Apparently. Yeah. yeah. We just re-signed Nick Hines, so I'm not really sure what okay. about the other week. Hind. Hind's got- nah, Hold Hind. Hind has definitely got the highest ceiling. Wilkie's just a bit more consistent this year. That's the difference. No, I but think then you've also got Hind. like um, like Hunter Clark could come back in. He could play like a halfback yeah, role true. where he takes the And you've got Caulfield going forward as well. Like Hind I more. Yeah. Lean it. Nah, hold Hind. Yeah, hold Hind. I agree. Hold Hind. Um, at Ruxin S, um, not having watched many St. Kilda games lately, I can't say I've ever noticed Dan McKenzie. He's had some decent games this year. Is he worth a look? For I've me, mentioned his name a couple of times on the potty. Right, so you're, you're a Dan McKenzie man then. He's a dime a dozen <laughs> winger, isn't he? Yeah, probably. Is he? I think he's only got mid status too. Yeah, he, he does. Yeah, that's yeah. the. That's well, he the can hard play thing. on the halfback line, but he's got mid status and he's been playing on the wing a fair bit. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, what did he score well again this week? Did he? Well, they didn't play, so uh, I think they just he's just thinking of trying to, to find pick a pick up. Yeah, yeah. I like him, but only as a streamer. Yeah, it's, it's tough because he's been so up and down. But he has popped. It. There's been a couple where I reckon he was on like yeah fifty halfway through the second quarter. Yeah, he always stands like, out because yeah. he's number thirty eight, isn't he, for St Kilda? But mm. I was like, who the hell is that? But yeah, he yeah. sort of he does. <laughs> like, yeah, he does. Like when he does stuff, it looks yeah, pretty good. Yeah. yeah, and then it's just like, oh yeah, it's that guy that I always forget his name. It's Dan McKenzie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, at Ranger J eight uh, seven. Hey gents, uh, Will Powers 
uh, willpower's ton against the Ruse, enough to warrant bringing him back in off the waivers. Uh, looked like he was playing higher up the ground and wing for most of the game. Will he benefit from Weller being out? Yeah, we've talked about that. Waiver Wire podcast, have a listen to that. But uh, yeah, he's probably my waiver pick of the week, I reckon. Um, willpower for that role on the wing. And hopefully it holds, because if it does, yeah, there's some good scores to come, I think. Um, at Cam's Burner, um, hey, gents. Any idea on if Hunter Clark may be back this week? I reckon he is. I think he, he has to be. Yeah. He played, what, two games in the waffle now? And then a bye. Yeah. And bye. Yeah. So surely he's ready to go. Um, at more tarded, uh, Lockie Weller, any news on the knee? I reckon it's an ACL, isn't it? But, They've um, confirmed it. Yeah. yeah. Losers. Four status next year, but we'll get a B. Not worth the whole long term. Butterick seeing an uptick in points or someone else. Yeah, I reckon Butterick is the first go-to, but jump on. Bowser's is going to be... Uh, Bowser, Bose. I've got... We're listening to too much statesman. Um, <laughs> yeah. Bose is going to be... Uh, Bose is going to be the uh, next one in, I think. So he could be just worth picking up pretty, pretty cheap. That's what I think. Do you agree, Case? And Jack Bose? Uh, yeah, Jack Bose is the man. I, I'm actually super keen on Conor Butterick too, I reckon. Yeah. He's... Um, yeah, the uptick is true. At Andrew D wants to know, uh, is it worth getting Nick Nat or Pitnet off the waiver wire? Two rut competition and most R2s average less than See, 70. Here's the uh, here's the two rut comps that I was talking about earlier. There so. are a few, f- yeah, a few. Stash that Buku. Psychopaths <laughs> out there. Um, uh, if you play two rucks, it's probably worth having Nick Nat, I reckon. I don't know. I don't. I don't know if back. they'll play him personally. If he comes back, or, I, I, like, or I don't future, know. As a West or? Coast player, as a West Coast player, as a West Coast fan, as you can see by my beautiful beanie, those watching <laughs> the stream, I don't. Why would you like our goal this year? From my perspective, we got to win that spoon. <laughs> That's what I want. So it's like I don't see why you'd bother bringing him back. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to what? You're going to come like? home for a five game win streak and lose the spoon and just be like get a number six pick instead of actually. Getting yeah. the number one. You're not getting up that high on the ladder, Dossie, but I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah, ambitious. <laughs> yeah. But no, I, I don't know. I don't know why you'd bring him back at all, Yeah, to be so honest. maybe pick up Pitnet because, I don't know, will they play Pitnet if they come back? I don't know. If you're playing second ruck, if you're playing two rucks, so you've got to have someone, so they're as good as any. Like I looked at the, I'm doing a, oh, we had an ad drop today in one of my leagues and I don't have a backup ruck at the moment because I've got four that are injured and I looked at the ruck pool and there was not run ruckman that I could pick up that confidently will play each week, so I just didn't bother. So I'll just play with a zero. If, this, if this is for his season this year, I'd go pit net just because even if they do, as we think, you know, if they do bring back Nick Nat, they'll totally do the 50% tog thing and play like a Williams or a yeah, Stranatica or whatever. Yeah, so he won't be able to score enough. All right. Take that from the West Coast supporter. I reckon that's good advice there. Um, at Isaac underscore WF. Got to play two this week out of Sparrow, Horn Francis, Billings and Dev Rob. Uh, who would you guys go with? I've got to look at matchups. Um, who's playing who? It's a very good question. All right. Question. So for Melbourne, it is Collingwood. Mm. Don't mind Sparrow for that reason. Uh, Horn Francis against GWS. No, thank you. Billings, if named, versus Brisbane. Uh, that's the one I like. Uh, Dev Rob versus the Saints. No, Dev Rob's uh, might not even play, in my opinion. All right. So what was it called there? Uh, Billings, if named, Sparrow otherwise. Yep. Yeah, I. Yes, I agree. Oh, what's the Horn Francis? Where is he playing? He's playing J uh, Dubs. I don't know. Horn Francis went. What did Sparrow? What did Sparrow score last week? Not um, much. Yeah. Bugger all, thirty or forty. Yeah, Horn but Francis Col- had that cork. Collingwood. Yeah, and Horn Francis had that cork as well. So he might be. I don't know. He came off and didn't play last. Billings, quarter. if named for me. Yeah, Billings is de- the definite. Lock so. it in, Eddie. Billings is definite. I would just toss a coin between Horn Francis and Sparrow, really. But yeah, I probably wouldn't play Dev Rob. 
Anyway, uh, that's it for me. I think there was one question in there. I just can't actually find it. But I think the general gist was um, Sparrow or James Jordan. Who would you have out of those two going forward? Jordan. Yeah, I'm Jordan. Yeah, Jordan. Team Jordan. All right, cool. Then answer that question. Sorry, whoever answers, asked that question. I could not find it where I saw it. But anyway, that's a wrap. Uh, thanks to Kays for coming back this week and being on the podcast and getting over his loss. Infinitely better for it too. Yeah. One final thing. Do you reckon uh, do, do the D's swing the axe this week? No. I reckon no? they... Kays reckons they're doing a mini preseason. That's why they're not... Doing well, they're getting ready for finals already. So mm. it's, not a, it's not the worst call. Be interesting. Do it. Anyway, um... Get around us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, keep at Keeper League Pod on all of those. Manscaped.com, use Keeper20 to get 20% off and free shipping. And also support the podcast by signing up as a member. Uh, links in the description below. Check that out. And then also get access to our bonus content, including the Wave Wire podcast, where Kays and I argue for 20 minutes. So, yeah, get around that. It's a, it's a riveting listen, I'm sure. I don't think it's arguing. I think it's, you know. No, we, actually, we probably argue. Scholarly. We debate for like the first debate. five, talk about our waivers, and then debate for another five, I reckon. A mass debate. <laughs> Good one, Dossie. Uh, all right, that's it for this week. We will see you later. Uh, yep. <laughs>